This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Here's Speroni, who rolls the ball out to Cannon. He's got options in front of him. He picks out Thomas. This is a nice-looking move from Palace. That's a neat ball to Ambrose. A space on the right. Good turn. He crosses into Johnson! Oh, yes! Back of the nest! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Back of the Nest Preview Podcast. I'm your host, Terence Ford of redandbluearmy.co.uk, and for the penultimate time this season, it's me, Albert and Heskiff, and we're building you up to our last away game of the season at Cardiff. everybody yes of course it's the nine-year anniversary of Darren Ambrose and Alan Lee's goals at Hillsborough that kept Palace in the championship and look where we are now everyone um good fond memories of those days Heskiff yeah it was the last time I was ever positive that Hillsborough game <laughs> when uh, when we went two one up I turned to my mate and I said we've done it we've done it we're up that's it we're fine and then it all went down. And then Stern John appeared and it all went down there, downhill from there. Yeah, well, Darren Purse appeared first at the back post. Um, was you worried then, Albert? Perpetually. Very worried. Is that really nine years ago? I oh, know. Crazy, right? I'm trying to think where I was. I mean, because I wasn't there. It was on the telly, wasn't it? It was on the telly. Were you yeah, on holiday? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Didn't they put it on the TV especially? Like it wasn't meant to be on the TV. And then, because it's when the BBC still had Football League. Yeah, right. they, had, they had Mark Bright on commentary, I think. They had a they had a, an unused game voucher, I seem to remember. <laughs> no, they did. They had like one left in their allocation. They weren't going to use it. And it ended up going on the Beeb. Quality. Yeah, because it was obviously, you know, once in a sort of every 20 years game where it's all on the last game of the season, a bit like a playoff game. Um, so, of course, that happened on the 2nd of May. On the 2nd of May, also, uh, David Beckham was born um, 44 years ago today. And um, How old is he? Well, there you go. And also, uh, 2nd of May, as in this 2nd of May today, um, Tommy Robinson's been called a pussy-o. <laughs> so 
Heskiff, rank those three events in order from best to worst. Oh, including Hillsborough. <laughs> yes. Uh, Can right, we just Hills- say, when, you, when we say Hillsborough, just for anyone that's only just tuned in at this point, we're not talking about the, you know, the really famous Hillsborough incident. It's the Crystal Palace. We're talking about the niche Hillsborough. Yes. Yes. The Johnny or Calvin Andrew Hillsborough. <laughs> um, 10 points for crowbarring Johnny Ertel into a show. Well done, mate. Thanks. Appreciate it. Um, Look, any time that Tommy Robinson gets milkshake chucked on him or calls swear words is great. So that's cheered me up today. <laughs> um, David Beckham, whatever. It's my mate's birthday today. Happy birthday, John. Um, he's an Arsenal fan, but he listens to this podcast and I definitely didn't forget it was your birthday. <laughs> I mean, but I definitely did not forget. You definitely did. <laughs> I've texted him. I've How, texted him. What was it? How, how how do you find out if it's someone's birthday on Facebook? Um, I just go on Facebook and look, mate. Oh, shit, it is his birthday. I was with him earlier. <laughs> right, let's find out what we're drinking. Damn, I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? I'm going to leave you three to it, man. Gin and tonic. I've stayed on the gin and tonics, basically because I've got a nice really cool bottle of gin in the freezer and I've got loads of tonic left over from friends visiting so nice and refreshing on a rainy London day. Albert? First of all I'm 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 glad to see that I've influenced you so much um, <laughs> that you are now donning the gin and tonics during the beer check so that makes me proud. Um, I, I did have a milkshake but I accidentally <laughs> spilt it over a short racist <laughs> troll. Um, uh, call me call, call me a cliche. Oh, I've gone for a Budweiser, but it's already open, so I'm just going to just ping the ring pull. <laughs> oh, and that's how you have babies, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Heskiff, what about you? <laughs> Don't have one of those. Um, I've got a red stripe, which is almost finished, so I might get another one mid-recording. Oh, do you know, like a couple of red stripes, three or four red stripes, I start to get wiggy on those. Like, I feel like I'm hallucinating, like there's something in them. We'll we'll see what happens by the end of the show, I guess. Yeah, we'll drag it out for a couple of hours so you get into your fourth can and just watch Carnage unfold. Uh, a bit like Carnage unfolded at Aston Villa and Leeds. And um, our good friend Patrick Bamford made a bit of a fool of himself, didn't he, Albert? What a c- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, were you surprised that he behaved in such such a way? Uh, no, no, because he always seemed to be, he always seemed to be really concerned with the state of his hair in his time at Palace. You know, he sort of didn't really go to use the, use his head on the ball, you know, if he was ever <laughs> anywhere near it. Um, so when I initially saw the clip that we're, you know, we're all referring to, I, I thought I almost gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. I thought he wasn't necessarily worried about his face because he does kind of brush his, the front of his little quiff. <laughs> so maybe he was just really worried about that, but um, it's nice to see a bit of bit of justice has been done. I mean, there's there's more players that um, that need that treatment, certainly in the Premier League. But yeah, it's, it's I mean, it was a great um, it was a great um, great sort of spectacle to see that 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 whole thing, you know, the throw in, letting the goal go, all that is great. You never get to see that, um, but to see Patrick Bamford end up with a two game ban as a result of it was just that sweet little cherry on top. Ask if what do you think would have happened if um, that Jansen had kicked the ball into touch when they were supposed to be letting them score? Oh, when I when I was watching it, so I was watching sort of a replay just after it happened, 
And when I saw him going towards ball, I really, really wanted him to make the tackle. So it was just all like, you know, 10 minutes after they the, the big fight kicked off and they just got everyone back into order. I was like, I'd shot another one. And I want Jedi to Jedi to steam onto the pitch from the bench and just like clean house. Yeah, it's a shame he wasn't on the pitch because you could see he was fuming on the sideline and he was like, "Oh, I've got to get, I've got to get involved here." But um, yeah, it was it, w- it was quite a spectacle and um, yeah, well, you know, dirty leads, right? It's really exciting to see them um, throw it all away and hopefully they'll throw it away in the playoffs as well because you don't want a team that big coming up because. That's probably one less relegation space that um, you know is there for the taking now, with, as opposed to if you've got crappy teams coming up. Uh, it's been the end of season awards. Uh, they took place at a Box Park in Croydon. Um, that's the same Box Park in Croydon that had a big Brighton crest plastered all over it a few weeks ago. But the less said about that, the better. Um, any shock Heskiff that AWB's picked up? I'll just call him AWB. What am I, like a 12-year-old? What Aaron is it, postcode? <laughs> Any surprise that Aaron Wambasaka's picked up player of the season? No, not really. I voted for him. Um, I mean, yeah, I, the, the fact that we've talked about him, I think every single week that we've done it, done this show this season says it all, doesn't it, really? Mm. And Albert, was it you who accidentally voted for Bakary Sacco? It was Mike Scott that voted oh, for Bakary. Yeah. Um, Bakary Sacco, the only award he should get is one that's something that's not very good. <laughs> um, for the best boots, maybe. He's got those really fancy boots. No. But Aaron Wambasaka has also said um, he's going to be here next season. Um, the language Heskiff was like, he knows he's going at some point. <laughs> it was very much like I'm here for now yeah I think the quote I read said something like my contract says I'm going to be here next year (laughs) I'm like yeah it it does but it also says you know there's somewhere some written somewhere if someone gives us 50 million never mind the contract so um yeah I mean it's I take it with a pinch of salt sort of thing because I think you know it strikes me he's the sort of person who if he gets a microphone shoved in his face he just he wants to sort of say something quick and then and then get away from it. So yeah, saying drop a quick sixteen and bounce. Exactly, spit some hot fire and then. Hit. <laughs> uh, we definitely shouldn't be talking about rapping. Um, but one of the surprises at the walls was no no kit launch, um, Albert. This is usually just one of the centerpieces of the award show, and a lot of people left Box Park very disappointed. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, I just hope it means or doesn't mean that we're playing with no kit next year because I've already paid for a season ticket and I don't want to see that. Other awards that was handed out was obviously Townsend scoring the volley against Man City, one goal of the season in the, um, well, the least surprising event of probably the last hundred years, I would imagine. And um, outside of the awards, Vicente Guaita's picked up player of the month award and... <laughs> uh, Nice little, fans. nice little gif of him, the trophy being thrown at him that, that he caught. Um, Albert, any any one wondering why they didn't do that with Hennessy when he won the award back in November? Uh, one of his hands was preoccupied, I think. <laughs> <laughs> at, best, at best, he could have tipped it over the bar. <laughs> wow. 
Yeah, that's probably about right. Um, we won't. There's not much to touch on of the Everton game. I mean, I'm amazed that they managed to get a whole review podcast out of it. If I'm honest, but um, greatest save was the high point in that Heskiff, wasn't it? And probably a well deserved um, award for him when you factor in saves made at Arsenal. And um, there was another one in there somewhere as well, which I can't remember what it was. But yeah, it's a very good month for him. Yeah, it's, it's been a really good month. Um, I think that that save against Everton was the only, you know, event that was worth remembering. I think we we sort of joking around when we were having a, a a chat before we, you know, earlier in the week when we were talking about it, and we just sort of said the Everton game is like crap game, good save, went home. That's basically what you can say about it. Um, but yeah, he's been really good. I mean, he made a great save towards the end of the Arsenal game, and and that that save against Everton. Um, just the speed. I, I actually think seeing it in slow motion doesn't do it as much justice as seeing, you know, in in real time. Because the speed at which he, he, you know, he got to the ball was absolutely unbelievable. So yeah, I think he's hundred percent our number one. Obviously, mm. so yeah, it's not very often you get Sellers Park spontaneously standing ovation for a player that's still on the field. You know, um, it's very hard to get people in the family stand and the main stand out of their seats at the best of time. But um, it was nice to see the whole stadium raise their feet and clap, including the Everton fans who were also applauding it. So um, they were big fans of us, especially Bernard as well, Albert. He um, he got nutmegged twice by Aaron Wambasaka in the space of four seconds and shook his hand. You know, would you be doing that if someone nutmegged you twice in four seconds? Um... Well, I guess you kind of have to. Sometimes you just have to give it up, didn't you? You have to, you know, you've been, you've been quite publicly mugged off twice, <laughs> so it's you know, I guess you've got to kind of, you know, good to acknowledge it. Yeah, left us all questioning who was the Brazilian in that scenario. Um, of course, all of those events took place at Sellers Park, which has been ranked 19 out of 20 in Premier League stadiums. Uh, journalist Martin Lipton remarks. Belting atmosphere makes up for other limitations, while Charlie Wyatt was less favourable and said a new stand is planned, but a whole ground needs knocking down. Um, it's a shit but it's our shit old Heskiff. Should we, we need to find this Charlie Wyatt and give him a slap, I think. Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, I mean, it's a, look, it's not, it's not a great stadium, but it's the best stadium in the league. There's no place like home. And um, Albert Parrish has been making promises on the stadium. So things are moving forward. I won't rest until we see the new stand built and we see the investment in the academy. Um, do you see him following through on those words? Do you think it's a pipe dream or can you see it happening? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. No, it's. I know there's a, a thousand things that need to be sorted out and loads of red tape and still talk about we're in discussion with the council about is it we have to we have to show a responsibility in to improve the transport around the local area i don't even know how you do that to be honest <laughs> um but you know it's you sort of you hear that and you think yeah that's all that's all well and good and then you know it's all gone quiet on the the americans wanting to sell up and get out and there doesn't seem to be any developments on that so until that's resolved i can't i can't see any major developments with either of those things, the academy or the the stand, mm. um, I'd like to be proven wrong. I mean, it's half the reason why I moved over there. I mean, it is rubbish. It is rubbish. Yeah, I mean, the leg space is shocking in there. I've still got one of the what wooden, leg space. I've got one of the wooden seats from there when they took them out. Did either of you guys get one of those? Alas, no. I finally, finally, now I'm buying a house. So I'm gonna. It's going in the garden. It is going to be take pride of place. It is. Um, 
and probably never sit on it because those were super uncomfortable. <laughs> but there you go, a bit like Burnley. They took all theirs out as well. Anyway, I'm rambling. Let's let's do some talking about Cardiff after this. Back of the Nest Match Preview Podcast. www.backofthenest.com Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport fan network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24 seven, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Back of the Nest Match Preview Podcast. www.backofthenest.com Okay, so the big news that's come out of Roy's press conference, and yes, we're doing a podcast after Roy has done his press conference. I can't quite believe it. It's taken 37 games to get there, but he's done it. And it's Christian Benteke is a bit of a doubt. Um, Hesk, if this is... It's a bit tough for him, isn't it? You know, he's starting to get up to speed, looking good, and he gets injured again. Hopefully, it's nothing more than just a knock that um, Hodgson says it is, but it'll be sad if he gets stuck, halted in his tracks again. Yeah, we don't want him becoming Wicker Mark II, where he sort of gets three games in a row and then his body shuts down and he, he has to disappear for a bit. Um, yeah, well, Roy said in the press conference that he took sort of an accidental knock to the head near the end which I can't say I noticed, to be honest, but I suppose that's why he got taken off. Um, and it does sound like he's he's pretty unlikely to play on Saturday. And it is a shame because, I mean, he wasn't amazing against Everton, but then literally no one was. So that's, you know, that's not a major issue. And he, he had been, you know, been, been very effective up until that point for the last few games. So it's pretty typical that, yeah, like you say, just when he sort of starts getting, getting going and, and, and looking back to, what we know he can be, he bloody gets injured again. So I guess we're going to have another 17 offsides with Mishi up front. <laughs> uh, so do you think Albert would be Mishi or do you reckon Hodgson will want to take one last couple of looks at Jordan Ayew and see if he wants to bring him in permanently in the summer? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, Jordan Ayew is obviously way more in our uh, price bracket should we be looking to make one of our loan signings permanent in the summer. So, but then Batshuayi's probably got the more quality about him so it's to be fair I think it, it doesn't essentially matter either way to be honest you know we're safe it's not a game that I, I mean I can not to spoil the predictions part of the show <laughs> um, but I'd be surprised if we get all three points just because you know Cardiff are going to be well up for it and you know still have a slim chance of staying up so for us it's more about you know just putting out a good performance really and whether it's RU or or Batshuayi I mean like I say, Batchwise seems an unreasonable target to make permanent. Jordan Ayew, as I've said on this show, I'm not sure I would like to make it permanent. Um, but yeah, maybe it would. Be, maybe it would be Ayew. 
Mm. Yeah, I'd, it'll be an interesting one to see. I'd, I, I, I'm again not wanting to spoil the predictions, but I'd, I'm on the flip side to you. Um, Palace have typically done the opposite to what I want from them to do in most games in my life. So <laughs> I fully expect them to Palace to win on the grounds that you know Cardiff win could see Brighton go down. Although that's increasingly unlikely after the results last weekend. I mean, let's briefly touch on that. I mean. Cardiff to go to Fulham and not have a shot on target Heskiff until they're 1-0 down in a game of such magnitude it's that's really bad from Warnock isn't it it's really bad and it it surprised me quite a bit because they'd been a lot better over the last few weeks Cardiff um I mean I know they were playing Brighton who were crap but when I saw them they looked yeah they looked pretty effective and I I thought they'd they necessarily think they they'd you know necessarily beat Fulham but I certainly didn't think they'd be going in or going out rather with such a whimper in that game hmm. especially with a manager like Warnock who you would think is a, you know for, for a team like Cardiff that's sort of scrapping you he's probably the best man to have in charge because he's really good at g'ing people up and, and doing the sort of us against them um, mentality so yeah it was a bit of a surprise um, but then I guess you can't play someone as shit as Brighton every week mm. hello Vanessa <laughs> Um, yes, so uh, I'd be more annoyed if I was a Fulham fan, to be honest, because it seems you know they've been down for a while, but you know, you look at the, the results they've had, you know, they beat Everton, Fulham, and you know, beating Cardiff, and only narrowly lost to teams like City and Liverpool in previous fixtures. It's like, where was where was that sort of six months ago, really? It's yes, yeah, it's, it's always frustrating. I mean, there's I remember. 97 98 you know once it was confirmed that we were relegated we finally just started to pick up some results and um it, it certainly can happen and i don't think fulham are the first or last team that will sort of play with a little bit more freedom like that you know because they've what they've beaten cardiff in recent weeks so they, who was it did they beat everton as well um everton and bournemouth yeah yeah three on the bounce yeah so that's just you know it's as soon as the pressure's off it does weird weird things to teams and I've said in recent weeks, I think that's why we're more dangerous uh, once we got to that 40-point mark because the shackles do come off a bit and we don't stick to our defensive rigidity as much and we try and get forward and get more men forward. And I think that was in ev- that was in evidence against Everton. I just thought Everton are a really good team in really good form at the moment. So it was a tough game and I think getting a nil-nil was probably a good result in that, especially when you factor in that they hit the woodwork a couple of times and that Vicente Guaita has pulled off an absolute weldy of a save. So, um, yeah, but, you know, so it's not impossible that Cardiff can go down. Um, do you blood some youngsters here, Albert? Do you roll them over, let them, let them win? Or do you go, is it, I think we touched on it last week, so the 1.5 million, 1.8 million pound per place or whatever it is. Is, is that what's going to shine through? I mean... Do we, you know how how many how many young prospects have we got that we could realistically put in the team that you know would make an impact? Um, I think we owe it to. I'm not going to say Brighton. We owe it to the you know the league as a whole to put out you know a decent team and not just roll over for the sake of potentially relegating a rival. You know, I'm sure that's not how the club and Roy are looking at it. Um, you know, and again, you know, with Parish saying how we want to keep investing, keep developing, keep progressing as a club. I know it doesn't sound, a, it's, well, it's not really in the, in, in the football world, it's not a hugely significant amount of money, but it's 1.8 million per place that I'm sure Steve Parrish could find good use for. 
Yeah, you say that, but if Brighton are up and in the Premier League, they're they're encroaching on our encroachment area, encroachment our catchment area. So if the lower Brighton are down the league, the more pick of players that we have at academy level, and that's where he wants to go by getting more of those in. So there would be benefits to them going down in the long term. Well, assuming that they don't come straight back, but let's face it, they they probably would because I think they've got the infrastructure there now to do that. But um. Benteke's out, Heskiff. So uh, James Daly, we thought, was knocking on the door at the back end of last season. Do you see him making the bench if Benteke's out and with maybe the chance of getting five or ten minutes? I'd be surprised, to be honest. Um, I was thinking about this the other week um, when they, they they were showing a few of the sort of under-23 games on the Palace site and, and Levi Lumeco was doing really well and a few people were sort of saying that he could be one to come on the bench you know, in the last few games of the season. Um, I don't really know what role do because his sort of go-to when everyone's injured is just to chuck Gyro on the bench, but <laughs> Gyro's already on the bench now. So you never know. Maybe, maybe yeah, one of the one of the youngsters will, will get, a, get a place on there. Yeah, maybe, he'll, maybe he'll just put Sam Woods on there just to have another defender. Poor old Gyro sitting on the bench um, as Ajax are in the Champions League semi-final. Well, but you think he's wondering what on earth he done. He must, he must hate Frank De Boer. <laughs> well, he's not in the minority, is he? Let's be honest. <laughs> Frank's going to be trying to take him to Atlanta in the summer. Come and join me over here. It's just like blocking his number on iPhone, scrolling, scrolling down to block him. You've new made phone, an assumption there. What, You've what? made an assumption that Frank the Bull is going to still be at Atlanta in the summer. <laughs> wow, well, this is. I don't, I don't really know if they can afford to sack him in that sense. Um, I've probably wait, given a lot of money into him, and the difference in those divisions, there's no relegation, right? So it's not, it's not, it's not a problem in that sense that they can have a horrible season and give him a chance to embed his philosophy as he's undoubtedly sold them that he can, um, which he obviously sold us sold us that he can as well but um <laughs> and then was only given four games so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I, I can't see atlanta second in but you know strange stranger things have certainly happened um roya said we're expecting a very motivated cardiff side on saturday we're going to have to deal with that we have a desire to win the game so albert that's kind of what you were saying further up there um cardiff are going to come out all guns blazing um and Bearing that we're safe, do you, do you think we'll we'll tunder that, or do you think that we can see it off and perhaps get the result that um, you know what Roy wants to get at least? I certainly don't think. Uh, I don't think. I mean, listen, we it's we come off these these home games where it's been another sort of turgid, uninspiring performance, and we sit here and think, oh, we're probably not going to get anything out of it. whether it's whether it's Arsenal away or City away or Cardiff away. And, you know, invariably we're way better away than we are at home. So I can sit here and say, I can't see us getting three points. We'll probably turn them over 3-0. Yeah, well, (laughs) that's not too far off from what my prediction is going to be. But um, again, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, Heskiff, you're, well, you think you're going to the game at this moment in time. You've got some miserable Dave issues here. Yeah, well, I'm I'm supposed to be going there's a, there's a group of us supposed to be going to the game um half of us are being driven by a miserable dave so i've heard nothing from him he's been miserable so i texted him to ask what time he was picking us up and all the rest of it and he's like oh i've been thinking about about not going actually but that's not going to happen he's going whether i have to 
drag him out of his flat by his collar and chuck him in the car. I'm not sure if I've said it on here before, but it's the first game since 2009 that I'm missing for absolutely no reason. I've only missed a handful anywhere in the last decade. And um, those have been for weddings um, in the main. And I think it's kind of the reason why I just chose not to. It's on TV. A bunch of my friends, one of our friends has got a private cinema. Um, They don't have it. They've just got access to the private cinema. (laughs) And um, they said they'll put the game on for us and we can um, all go there and just get pissed and watch the game in a private cinema. I'm just like, you know what? It'd be, be nice to do that with my mates and not drop a couple of hundred quid on getting to and from Cardiff and drinking and all of that. And I, I think it's something just a little bit has taken it out of me this season. I know it's been a little bit better in the last couple of weeks, but it's just certainly been a bit, it's just draining and it's not been as much as like I want to go, you know, uh, and it's the first time it's happened to me in a decade. Um, Heskiff, what do you think is doing it to me? Do you think it's Hodgson this, the, or just the, you know, go out and get a point mentality that's sucking it out of me? Yeah, well, I think the two of those sort of go hand in hand. And and, and it's tough when, you know, pe- people like you and I who go to a lot of away games, It's it's been better this season for us for going because we've seen us win and we've seen a score. But obviously, the, the you know, large majority of people who go to the home games aren't able to get to the away games. And I mean, this season must have been a real drag yeah. because it's not, I mean, you know, you can point to the odd game where you say, oh, we've had all these, these chances and we've got a draw or, or whatever. But on the whole, I mean, the, the, the quality that we've seen at Selhurst has been really poor. Mm. Uh, and I said it before, considering, you know, the, the talent that we've got in the squad, I think we, sh- we should be doing a hell of a lot better. Um, so I can totally understand it. You know, there's, pe- there's people around me who are saying the same, where they're just like not as fussed to go to an away game as they have been in the past. And, you know, sometimes it's a bit of a bit of an effort for them to come to the game. Mm. Um but the, I mean, the reason, miserable as I am, the reason I'm going to these away games is because I want to see us win every now and again. So, <laughs> yeah. But um, Albert, I, I'm saying this, and at the same time, you know, it's been a season that's given us a three-two win at the Etihad, um, our first ever there. A three-two at the Emirates, our first ever there, and um, it's also given us an FA Cup quarter-final. We're safe with four games to go. Um, am I am I just being a bit moany here, or can you see what I'm talking about? Mate, you've got a friend with a private cinema. Why have you not done it earlier? <laughs> uh, I think we'll, um, yeah, I can, I can I'm, 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 I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted. <laughs> I can tell. Because I want to, I want to say, I want to say we're going to win, but I think, you know, like I say, Cardiff, all guns blazing. We haven't got Ben Teke, so we're kind of, missing a bit of a focal point that we've had over the last few weeks. So I can't see us winning. But like I say, we just keep pulling it out of the bag away from home. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my I'm gonna go with my head um for the uh, uh the predictions league vibes, trying to get some last minute points. And maybe we maybe we will nick it two one. Okay. And what about you, Haskiff? Well much like teams who are already down Removing the shackles and going for broke, I'm going to predict a win. Mm. Um, I'm not going to win the prediction league now, so I might as well throw caution to the wind. Um, I think Cardiff will probably be up for it, but we're sort of like when we play Burnley, 
where we can sort of restrict them pretty well and then not knock them off with a few counter-attack goals. Um, I also think Jordan I is going to score because he's Swansea, isn't he? So that'll piss him <laughs> off. And that, that'll be quite funny. Unless they... Can their relegation be confirmed? Oh, it absolutely them? will be, yes. Oh, that's going to be a fun trip back to the car, isn't it, if that happens? <laughs> um, I, I'm going to go 2-0 Palace. Okay. Um, actually, um, you obviously can't win, so congratulations to Ed Kellaway, who has taken down the, um, the, t- the Predictions League this season, taking the title from Tim. Um the document did say a different result to the one you said on air last week for you, Albert. And your run on air got you a point and the one that was written down did not. But I've given you the point because I'm nice like that. So that puts you in third place alone ahead of me. Always go with the one. Uh, you've. <laughs> I, I, I reckon we can go back and get many times of you saying the document is gospel. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so there you go. And mine actually said a draw, but on the air I said a win. So I changed it. So there you go. You're one point ahead of me in third. And, um, you know, Ed and us are sandwiching Sam Heskiff in the middle there. So. Cool. What an image. Oh, I love it. I'm likely to get not many points this week. I I just have a feeling that we're going to really give them a good old hiding and then we'd probably get a good old hiding outside the stadium after we've relegated them. But I'm going, I'm going for, I'm going for 4-0 Palace. I, I, I think that they're going to have to come out and get a result. They haven't played that way all season. And um, there's going to be a lot of confusion. And I think with the talent that we have going forward, we're just going to pick them off time and again and, and give them a good hiding, which is, um, you know, it'd be sad because we'll be confirming Brighton's safety at the same time. But, you know, I also said at the beginning of the season that we'll finish with a plus goal difference. So I need, <laughs> I, I need this to pick up real fast. <laughs> Otherwise, yes, another of my predictions is going to go wrong. Anyway, we will be back after this. Hi, preview listeners. This is Chris Hamley from The Review Show. I'm just giving you a little message here, not only to commend the wonderful job that the guys in The Preview Show do, especially producer Billion. He's my favourite. Uh, but I also uh, want to direct you in the direction would you believe uh, of the review show um, if you're just a preview show listener do, do just join us on the review show because we we look at the other end of what happens because you know you just you might be wondering what happened in the game that's been previewed well we can tell you i tell you all of our thoughts on it and also the thoughts of our many 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 listeners so please join us for that and uh, hopefully we'll uh, be speaking in your direction soon Right, for the last away game of the season, that, that's that's the preview done. Um, time's closing. Can you believe that it's already been another 36, 7, 8, something like that episodes of this pod, Albert? Another year goes by. I think I've only done about three of them, haven't I? Because I've been on holiday. <laughs> well, you lot beat, lot beat on about it. That, that's the impression I'm getting. It's the impression all the listeners are getting and all, mate. Really? And um, Haskiff, how, you, how are you enjoying your first full year with us? Brilliant. We've done as many episodes this season as I have years on the planet, and that is depressing. Uh, yes, it's, it certainly is. God, we're gonna... I just wanted to end it on something negative there. I can't be too We're going to be having I? 40th birthday parties soon and stuff like that. How mental is that? Um, I still feel like a teenager in my mind. Um, 
like teenagers do, go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating. Um, actually, that's probably not what teenagers do. They probably troll these days and put one stars and say horrible things. But um, yeah, please head over and give us some five-star ratings so we can get more listeners. And um, yeah, we'll be back next week when we will be going against Bournemouth for the final game of the season where hopefully we can be talking about a nice big Julian Speroni loving. Um, as We'll touch on more next week, but looking like by the by the end of the season the awards sort of the way they gave him a 15 year award etc that he might be on his way out of the club so we'll talk a bit about him and um, of course it before then you'll get the review show which will be hosted by Hambo on Sunday with undoubtedly DR on there saying some sort of nonsense and um, Mike just sounding really really dreary you know so anyway until next Thursday at the Palace The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.